Thanks to Super Beats Heart Chews for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Just two delicious chews a day gives you the blood pressure support you need and the energy you want. Buy two bags and they will throw in a third for free when you go to superbeats.com slash applebits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. Uh-oh, it's Apple season. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. You know what time it is. September is here. Apple just wrapped up their first keynote of the fall season. We got iPhone 13, iPhone 13 Pro, or some people might call it the 12S, or some people might call it something else. We will get to all that. Also, the Apple Watch Series 7, or was that an Apple Watch 6S? We're going to also talk about what might have happened there. And, of course, the iPad mini. The surprise of the show, probably the best product of the show um, from a standpoint of new thing because it's new. And then we had the entry-level iPad ninth generation. So we're going to dig into all of that with special guest Ray Wong from Input Magazine. But first, some orders of business. Hey, if you want to be a part of this show, we love hearing you. We love getting your calls. All you got to do is call in, actually not call in, record a voice memo, applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. I want to hear your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. Keep it around a minute 30, and we will put it in the show. Also, if you're new to this podcast and you like what you hear, please rate it, recommend it, subscribe, do all those good things, kind of bump it up in the algorithm, put some comments in there, um, because I think this is going to be a real, real good one, and obviously we're here every week. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com is how you support my content and really this podcast. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee, $10, $25, or the $100 Platinum Apple level. It's what you feel my content gives to you, and I'm so grateful because that is how we keep on doing it. You get early access to content, rewards each level, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Plus, if you're listening to this on time, Patreon-only members, we're going to do a live Zoom call for an hour on Friday this week, the Friday after the Apple event to hear what you guys want to say. And it's kind of a fun way for us to connect as well. All right. So much to talk about. Let's just get Ray on here. Here we go. Our impressions, our reactions, our hot takes, fast takes, quick takes, long takes. This is everything and how we feel and felt about the Apple event. All right, everybody. Bring in a regular back to the show. A man who needs no introduction. Ray Wong from Input Magazine in the house. Ray, what is up? What up? What up? It's Apple season. Season. Um, I'm glad you finally came back. We haven't had you on for a while, but you know you're back when it's Apple season. It's kind of like it's kind of almost obligatory now. I'm just letting you know. I mean, I got some hot takes, but I'm gonna save for for the show. The deep exhale, I think, kind of is a ah. feeling that many people might have felt. Um, after watching the <laughs> keynote, I say, let's just jump into it. Let's start talking about the event and the products and things that stood out and didn't. So first of all, I'd love your take on the energy that you felt watching the actual event because I felt it, but what did you feel? Uh, I mean, it was another fast paced uh, event, very well produced. Um, I didn't particularly love this event in terms of like the energy. I just felt it was a little bit a little, a little bit too fast paced for me. Um, but and I literally, I think I was like counting down the minutes. I was like, where, where the hell is the, the iPhone 12 pro. Right. And I was like, okay, it's like, uh, 20 minutes left until the presentation 
for like an hour and then they went over and I was like, okay, okay. They really got some more, more going, but um, yeah, I mean, I think everyone was just expecting like some really big stuff. We'll get to that in a second, but mm-hmm. I, and maybe the feeling is just, you know, we're in the tech press, we see all the leaks and stuff, and maybe we were a little disappointed, a little let down or whatever. Um, but I mean, it does feel like a, they started off kind of soft and then really ramped up at the end. So I feel like if they had started up with the iPhones, really just jumped right into it, the energy would have been a lot different. You know what I also felt like as I was watching it before, I don't even care what was necessarily announced. I felt that a lot of the presentations normally where they'd be like super amped up about like this new thing. I just felt like they kind of deep down inside also knew like, hey, these are this is probably one of the most incremental keynotes we've ever given. And I felt like if you watch Greg Joswiak talk about uh-huh. the iPhone specifically, um, you know, we'll talk about the camera system, which I think is exciting for a certain group of individuals, mm-hmm. but he just didn't feel like this is a great phone. And when he was even talking about, oh, the design, the lush metals, it's like he yeah. knows in his heart, this looks exactly the same. And I there's a human aspect when you do a presentation, you got to believe it. And also you can't kind of really like, super fake it because then everyone's like oh this is hella fake like he wasn't feeling it as much as a lot of people may not have been feeling it so i felt like the actual presentation it is the kind of the flashy one but maybe also in a weird way we're now conditioned to like expecting a really great uh flashy apple presentation and it was still that but the energy behind the products wasn't and there's that disconnect where like they're trying to be like hey we're trying to be flashy but our products aren't necessarily the flashiest and so i I kind of felt that right out of the gates. I really, yeah, I, th- I think that maybe they really want to do an in-person event and, you know, mm-hmm. they're really usually way more jazzed up about that. But I think right in the middle of the summer, things kind of went, took a downturn and, you know, Delta variant and everything. And then, boom, maybe they originally had an uh, in-person event planned um, or at least some kind of like limited uh, briefing. But yeah, they did look like they had their energy a little bit like, like you know, you just, deflated a little bit. Yeah, yeah. just a little. I I wasn't even reading too into it. I just kind of felt it right out of the gate. So the yeah, event totally. obviously, you know, showcased ninth generation entry level iPad, iPad mini, Apple Watch Series 7, iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 Pro. So we're going to bounce around all over the place. Which product for you stood out the most? Oh, definitely iPhone 13 pro I almost said 12 pro there Thir- so you know what I, I didn't i didn't correct you in the beginning on purpose because i was gonna make a joke but you did say 12 pro in the beginning i'm like ray this event was so exciting you thought it was the 12 pro <laughs> wait did i say 12 pro earlier <laughs> wow okay i mean no i think the iphone 13 pro there's a lot going on you know as a, a guy who's really into mobile photography using my my uh, smartphone for video and photos you know i use it for work and just for myself um, I'm very excited by the cinematic mode. I'm very excited by the one terabyte of storage. Like, I think I've said this like many times on the podcast, like, and I've said on Twitter a million times, I've got 512. It's filled. I filled it like three times. I had to empty it a couple of times. And this is not like years worth of like old stuff. This is like, I go hard, like 4k 60 full res, everything. And I'm not trying to like, you know, compress my photos or videos. I, I, I need that extra storage. And so I'm really interested in trying, you know, ProRes. I'm really interested in seeing what those uh, kind of photography styles are um, and just getting that better camera system on the, uh, that was 
was on the 12 Pro Max last year and kind of get that getting that like sensor shift uh, image stabilization on the smaller one because I'm not a Max guy. That phone's just too big. <laughs> um, so I, I like that the cameras are kind of consistent and there's no uh, one feature that is exclusive to the the Max. So yeah, I mean this is you know when the keynote happened and they were talking about the features. Look, I. I can recognize like how it, you and I are in a more unique position where we literally use these products to make our living. We, you know, and people that are hobbyists, enthusiasts, this cinematic mode looks amazing. Now, it, for people that aren't familiar with it, um, it, just to be clear, it shoots cinematic mode in 1080p 30. So not in 4K. It's only, mm-hmm. only in 1080p 30 frames per second. But the fact that you can basically pull focus and change between subjects on the fly, shooting it real time, um, but then after the clip has been done and finished, you can actually change the timing of when it changes right. focus. You could reverse it, maybe right. have it's it not happen a few times. It's that is wild. Like to have that on a phone, that's bonkers. And so again, though, then I think of all my other friends who will never care about this feature, meaning cinematic mode. That's kind of nice, but you really have to, love video, want to learn about video and want to be involved in a creation process even for this feature to be a killer feature, like for creatives and creators, I think it's a killer feature, but for like my mom, my I, brother, I th- who I even th- has kids, I don't think it's that, that a killer I think feature. it's a little narrow minded to think of this feature as like a pro exclusive feature. I don't think and, it's you pro know, exclusive. You know, like, you know, Apple kind of targeted at like, you know, filmmakers, right? Like mm-hmm. they showed like some, some real uh, fancy filmmakers using it and rigs and stuff like that. But if you look at the stuff, like the creators who have come up right in the last like 10 years, like they've come up on smartphones, iPhones, Absolutely. right? And like guys like YouTubers, like Justin C., uh, you know, he started his channel with an iPod touch camera. Like now he's shooting with a red camera, right? Like somebody who's just starting now will take these features, see so much potential and just run with it. You know, like just having that in your phone, like I would have killed for these features oh, 100%. As, a, as a kid. No, I, I like, I agree with you. I'm not saying it's an elite feature. I'm, I'm saying it's for someone who wants to get like to your point, having this accessible at every level is amazing. So I guess maybe the way that I phrased it sounded like, oh, this is only for a small percentage of people. Like people like my nieces and nephews who are using all these different social media platforms right. are going to be able to be ultra creative with this. But even exactly, I am. But I'm also saying, even in that creative process, there is still a, and it's okay. It's a smaller group of users who, let's say, would be really using this on the regular. Like for, even for someone like you and me. I know I'm going to use it. I know I'm probably going to be floored by it because I already am mm-hmm. based on what I've seen before I even yeah. get my hands on it. But honestly, how much am I going to really use it uh, every year? I don't know. So I'm not saying it's a throwaway feature. I think this is amazing innovation. I'm just going to be more curious about you know, who's going to use it. But at the same time, I think this is the first, You know, this is a year where I'm happy that the Pro lineup, when we talk about the 13 Pro mm-hmm. and the 13 Pro Max, actually have literally the same specs. Yeah. Right? They, there is the, the only difference, and you can look it up on, on paper and everything, the only difference is the display size is different. So sensor shift was yep. last time only on the Pro Max. Um, two and a half optical zoom was only on the 12 Pro Max. This year, they both have a 3X optical zoom right. telephoto. 
and they all, all the phones across the line have the censorship image stabilization. So I'm happy that the pros do have some of these pro features, um, yeah. pro, pro res, right? Pro res video, <laughs> pro res. Um, which is going to take up a lot of space on your hard drive and you're going to need a larger drive for that. But um, I'm kind of bouncing around talking about the two phones. But yeah, I, I just didn't want you to think that I was like against the the um, the feature. I think it's amazing, and it will it, this this type, putting this type of stuff in a phone democratizes the accessibility for people. Oh yeah, I think we're gonna see content. some like I think we're gonna see some like really creative content on TikTok, on Instagram, on social media. You know, YouTubers are gonna mess with it. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is only like kind of like a pathway towards like you know working with more professional cameras and show, getting more interest in, in this kind of field and in, in a creative field. Um, so just getting people started with and familiar with even features like what ProRes is, what racking focus is, is like, is such an Apple thing to like make something that's usually very complicated, distill it and make it a lot simpler. And then, you know, let you, let you just kind of mess with it. Yeah. I mean, you're, we're, we're talking about just tapping on someone's face to change yeah. the focus and it have that, pretty from what we could tell overall a pretty organic look um to to that transition or even the fact that it actually can do face detection and depending on someone's gaze it'll yeah. automatically you know in real time using all that depth data and ai and machine learning be able to kind of build that scene in cinematic mode if you choose that I, that that's pretty wild so i mean i don't want to dwell on cinematic mode this whole thing because i do think it is the most exciting feature from a camera standpoint um what else did you like about the iPhone lineup? Uh, what else did I like about the iPhone? I mean, I like that the 12, I keep saying 12, the 13. I'm, you know why? 13. You know why? No, no, don't say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> well, during the keynote, as I was watching it, you know, I consider all these amazing pro, you know, higher end features that a smaller population is going to use. But if we, if we could, let's, you know, we're talking about kind of this, I don't want to say higher level use, but yeah, higher level use. Let's take it down to like, a general consumer and mm -hmm. someone who likes to play with photography. <clears throat> um, this is a 12 and a half. This is an iPhone <laughs> 12 and a half S. It's not a 12 S. It's an iPhone 12 and a half S to, I mean, to, a, to the large populace of iPhone owners today. I mean, it used to be the case where you got a redesign or a new, new like kind of design, and then you got the S model, which was really mostly like camera improvements, right? But I actually feel like this is like the biggest camera improvement I've seen from a reg like the main model model in a while. So, 10s to 11 Pro, 10s to 11 Pro was the big jump when they went to triple lens. I mean, yeah, that was like two. That years was a ago, huge, though. yeah, yeah. That was a big deal. Um, yeah. So I mean, other features. I mean, I personally care about the macro mode. Um, you know, I, I've been using macro modes on Android phones for a while, you know, you know, last couple of years, um, and they're, they've been good, but, you know, Apple always has a way of doing things better. Um, you know, when you shoot macro photography, the plane of focus is so thin and narrow that you really need like steady hands, maybe you need to put on a gimbal or something. And I don't think they've ever had, I don't think I know of any real like flagship Android phone that does like macro video or slow-mo or time-lapse. Um, so that's one, that's a, an advantage that maybe the iPhone 13 pros have, and also just a bigger battery life, I guess. Right. Um, for the, all the iPhones, all of them, right. Right. It's one and so a half, one and a half on the mini two and a half on the 13, one and a half on the 13 pro two and yeah. a half on the uh, 13 pro max. When we talk about battery right. improvements across the board, right. which is, which is huge. 
So, so I mean, that's always a, a boost, you know, that's always welcome. I think a lot of people were very happy with the iPhone 11 and 11 pro when they made it like, Oh crap, we made the phone a little thicker and we, you know, increase the battery life. Um, and obviously, I mean, promotion, right? 120 Hertz. Um, Apple's doing it with that kind of a LTPO kind of a display where it ramps down for, uh, you know, text and basic animations and then ramps up for, you know, 60 FPS, 120 FPS, depending on the app uh, and experience. So um, finally promotion, cause you know, I've got it on my iPad for pro for like years. I'm just like, what the hell? So here, here's what I got to ask you about promotion. Don't you feel like after you use it for a while, you kind of get desensitized by it, meaning you see it, you like it like that first time you, you use it, like, <laughs> oh my God, this is awesome. And then like a week goes by and you don't even, it's, it's almost like it's not there. And I think promotion does have specific uses when you talk about more responsiveness specifically, right. For mm-hmm. gaming that that's a fact. All right? right. Um, if you're a gamer, you're going to love that. And also with some of these, um, drawing, you know, rendering apps that can be more accurate in responsiveness and talking to the Apple pencil or things like that, that helps. But again, for a large amount of users on the day-to-day use of just swiping and navigating your phone, I don't know. Have you said lately I mean, on an Android phone, like, I'm so glad this has promotion. I'm just, you know, because I, I mean, feel like with I mean, the promotion I, think, display, I, think I get used to it. I got used to it and it's not, it's oh, yeah, not you, a game changer. It's, you know what I mean? I mean, you definitely get used to these very, these very uh, premium features very quickly. Like even like OLED, right? Like, okay, you get deeper blacks or micro, uh, mi- is it mini LED? Mini LED, Mini LED, yep. mm-hmm. you get used to it very quickly and you're like, okay, you just expect really deep blacks from all your content, right? Mm-hmm. On all your displays. And so when you go back to a device, maybe an older device or your regular uh, computer screen, you're just like, what, what is this? You know, like, and so, you know, obviously I'm in a different position where I've get to play with a lot of Android phones. So I do feel the difference. Um, but yeah, it's one of those quality of life uh, features that you really get used to really quickly. And, you know, anything less becomes like, you know, just like what the hell. Okay. 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 So here's the question. What's your, what's your daily driver phone then? Uh, it's iPhone 12 pro. Okay. So I mean, that's thing, though. 60 Hertz. Correct. So yeah. you've been using a lot of Android phone, like you have, but it, I, what I guess I'm saying is, you know, there's so many reasons why we use a specific phone, whether it's as uh, a creative tool or whether it's right. because we're in the ecosystem, but all those phones had 120 Hertz or many of them do Android phones mm-hmm. um, is there's a lot of people that think the 120 Hertz is like the Holy grail. That's going to change their lives with using the phone. So what I'm asking from your perspective, do you think it's a little, it's, oh, no, little it's not too gonna, much? It's like, not gonna... don't like, don't expect the reason to upgrade whatever phone you have. Yeah. The reason to, that's upgrade, not reason to upgrade is not a reason to upgrade for this. That's not a reason to upgrade. Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, that's why the, I don't, I, th- I believe the 13 and 13 mini, they have 60 Hertz displays. Um, and yeah, 120 Hertz is not a reason. Neither is like, you know, slightly brighter, super retina XDR display. Like, come on, they're, they're pretty damn bright already, right? Like what's another 200 nits, right? Like mm-hmm. that that is a feature. That's why they kind of like reserved it for the pro model. They need slightly better features just to sell you that kind of upper tier. Um, and if you're a tech nerd and you appreciate that kind of uh, innovation, then yeah, go for it, you know? Um, but for most people, there's the 13 and 13 mini right there, man. Yeah, okay. This also kind of, because we all come from different perspectives on our phone behavior as a 12 pro user. I, are you the type of person that has always upgraded every year? 
not every year. Um, the last couple of years I've been upgrading mainly because the camera mm-hmm. uh, improvements, I felt, you know, I, I'm in the position where I get to test them. And then if I feel like it's worth buying, yep, then I'll buy exactly it. And, I, and, and usually, you know, I, I use Apple's review units, send them back, but I, I also buy my own iPhones, right? Exactly. That's um, what I and do. So, too, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, for me, the, I always want the best camera. And uh, I think the last time I was on a two year cadence up until I believe the iPhone 10. And then I, I think I purchased it every year. Um, and I know some people were like knocking the iPhone 10s for it's like smart HDR on the skin and colors and watercolors mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, no, I thought it was fine. Um, and obviously the 11 pro had the triple cameras um, and the 12 pro had the new design. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to test the, the, the 13 pro, see if the video features really live up to um um, kind of what Apple says it, it it's capable of. I'm going to try out the macro features and uh, yeah, I'll see, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think for you, just knowing you, I think this is kind of like a no brainer upgrade because I mean, also the, the lenses themselves have all been approved, right? Right. They're low light capability. There's, there's kind of like a more seamless transition between the lenses where you don't have to really worry about the ultra wide right. looking a lot different than the wide. And that even mm-hmm. something as subtle as that for someone who cares about <clears throat> photography is important. But I do feel like when I was doing my live stream, the general sentiment was that these, these cameras for most people, right. You know, we, you and I are just two people, but for most right. people, the general sentiment is that, the cameras are good. The cameras are nice. And they're already so good that people are like, ah, I'm good. Well, I think, I think, I think that's a major, I, I think that's a large sentiment, quite honestly. I, I think that's why it's people like us, you know, our jobs to kind of like sh- find, share our findings, whether the cameras are a big leap year over year or even over the, the two previous years. Right. So like I was on a vacation uh, over the summer with my sisters and, uh, you know, my younger sister has an iPhone 10. My older sister has an iPhone 10s. I was shooting with a 12 pro, you know, a couple of different generations there. And, you know, when it would, got dark, we wanted to take some photos. They were just like, man, this, this phone's just not good enough. It's like, Ray, we know you got the better one. We all took the same shot and they're like, let's use yours. Right. So it's like, you can see the difference when you, when you make that kind of comparison, uh, especially when you're out with friends and you're shooting and you're, you want to capture that low light and you're like, okay, there's a visible jump mm-hmm, in difference, mm-hmm. right? It's like, That's oh yeah, this, te- this 10 just can't do that yeah. night mode shot. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's hard to compare multiple generations. You can't like, I don't know of any YouTuber that, or even like a journalist who has like compared like the last like five years, but I would say like, you know, I've done some pretty comprehensive camera comparisons over the last couple of years. And if I didn't feel there was a big enough jump, I personally wouldn't have purchased these devices mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have easily stuck with, you know, my 11 pro. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a good, you know, that's a good way to kind of, we'll move off the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro. I mean, you and I aren't even talking about the mini and the, and the standard 13 because they're nice. I mean, that's the ultimate kind of really more consumer phone, but I've got to go at least to the 13 Pro. I mean, if you're not going to go max this time, you're going to go 13 mm-hmm. Pro. Yeah, me too. Just yeah. if, just, you know, if, if I do, I mean, if I do upgrade, that's what I would do. I mean, keep in mind, these phones are actually a little bit heavier, mm-hmm. a little bit thicker. 
Um, and I already feel like the 12 pro and 12 pro max are really heavy devices. Um, like my wrist has hurt from like holding them. Um, and you, you know, know where, you, you know, put, Hey, you know what, you know, you know what this area is right from like kind of that knuckle <laughs> to there, it's called the icep. And so you need it, to work it, it out a little more, that. your iceps. Okay. <laughs> I got to work so, my iceps out. Yeah. Yeah. Work okay. on that, bro. I mean, then you add on a case, um, <laughs> and, so, and then, then you're really talking about some serious weight here. Right. Um, but I, I don't think a lot of people mind. Most people put a case anyway. So, and most people have not have been asking, it's like, Hey, just make the phone thicker for the bigger battery. Right. So you, it's all trade-offs. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get the, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say whether I'm going to get it, but I would lean toward the, these, these regular pro. All right. Thanks again to our sponsor, super beats, heart shoes for supporting this podcast. It's hard to make sure you're getting all your nutrients that you need throughout your day. If you keep a busy schedule, look for me, you might be sitting at a desk most of the day. Quite honestly, you have work obligations. You got family, friends, and hobbies, and all these things can get in the way of the essential self-care that makes you the best parent, spouse, friend, and employee that you can be. That's why I recently made Super Beats Heart Chews part of my routine. Now, Super Beats Heart Chews combine non-GMO beets with a special ingredient. It's grapeseed extract that is unique to Super Beats Heart Chews. So grapeseed extract has been the focus of scientific research for years now, and due to its high concentration of antioxidants, which supports cardiovascular health and overall wellness, you can't find this quality of grapeseed extract in just any product, and the grapeseed extract is clinically studied, quality tested, traceable to the source, scientifically shown to support blood flow and healthy blood pressure. Healthy blood flow means more energy the way that nature intended without the jittery caffeine or stimulants and Trust me, I've had some of that strong coffee that just put me on edge for the day. And just two delicious chews a day gives the blood pressure support that you need and the energy that you want. Now, they honestly remind me of tasting kind of like a chewy Jolly Ranchers or Starburst with all the healthy benefits. So they taste good. And I'm someone who even drinks beet juice before I play basketball games uh, at the gym. So I was happy to try out Super Beats Heart Chews. And they help give me that little energy boost without me needing to go straight for the coffee machine all the time, which I honestly I've historically done. So do what I did and support your heart health with delicious Super Beats Heart Shoes. Get your Super Beats Heart Shoes today at superbeats.com slash applebits. And when you buy two bags, they're going to throw in the third for free. That's superbeats.com slash applebits. Okay, let's talk about the product that I thought was the best overall product, meaning new product introduction. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Apple iPad mini. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not I knew the, you're, I knew you're faking me out there. Not, not, dang it. Not the Apple watch. That we'll was, talk about that, but the Apple iPad mini, uh-huh. I think when, when see, it comes down to if you're a mini user or not. Now I'm not a mini user. I've never a been mini a mini user. user. I've never I was been a mini. I was a mini user at the first one. And then when I looked at that thing and, you know, this is a product in my opinion really should have come out like two or three years ago. You know, the the new design with kind of the iPad Pro design, but it didn't, you know, they were, it, you, they could have put it out a long time ago in this new form factor, not they didn't. And that's fine. It's here now. But I was actually really impressed that this iPad mini does not skimp on features. I mean, they put everything in it. They put the latest A15 Bionic. Uh-huh. Um, it has 5G. It has every, uh-huh. the new iPad Pro design. It has a touch ID fingerprint scanner, which, I think would have, you know, I know that they planned these products out two, three years ahead. Um, and there's no way they could have predicted for COVID. And we've heard reports that <laughs> Apple's direction is to avoid going with an in-touch fingerprint sensor display 
and Mm -hmm. moving towards really being committed to face ID and eventually having the notch go away and what, what not that means, but damn, it would have been nice to have a fingerprint scanner on the power button of the iPhone. The iPad mini does have that, you know, I, I'm not, the iPhone is already just an incredible piece of hardware, but man, that, that would have been, it would have been like, okay, yeah, this this really does kind of have, have it all. But what are your thoughts on the mini? Like I actually, it, it's got me flirting with the idea with like, damn, I typically take a big backpack around. I'm all, uh-huh. I'm all, and I'm always a big backpack guy, but I could take a mini backpack. Maybe, maybe the mini might actually like the way that I use stuff now and, you know, just kind of lightweight. I gotta, I gotta put in my hands. The bezels look really thick, but I was it actually is. intrigued more about the mini than I ever thought I was until I saw what they're doing spec wise. The center stage camera is a killer feature. I, I think it's still a really killer feature to have. What were your thoughts on the mini? Yeah, I think it was a, a good surprise. I don't think anyone was expecting iPads uh, at this event because, you know, we're expecting Apple Watch and iPhones and then iPad and maybe Macs at another event. Um, so it was a real good surprise when they popped that up and had the redesign. Um, and yeah, I'm not, not usually an iPad mini user, um, but I like that, like you said, they didn't skip on the features, supports Apple Pencil, has magnetic charging. Yeah. Um, Second and, generation for everyone. Like, yeah, so it's, it's got the, the most modern. Got the touch ID. Yeah, I mean, 500 bucks though. I mean, 500 bucks used to get you like the 9.7 inch iPad, I guess back in the day when the iPads first launched, 499. Um, but now you're getting what, an 8.3 inch display on this new iPad mini? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The lineup is looking a little, little full right now. So you've got the 329 for the regular iPad 10.2 inch, which also got updated. Um, you've got the iPad mini, which starts at 499. You've got the iPad Air 4, which is 599. You've got the iPad Pro and the two sizes, right? Was that start at 699 or 799? I think it's like 799 and, then, and then 999, I think for the larger one. Maybe. I can look it up right now. Yeah, 999 yeah. or 1099. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they're really filling almost almost every $100 kind of gap, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the colors look fun. I think I think people are going to like this iPad, to be honest. That, yeah, I, I do too. I think it's there hasn't been much change in the iPad mini for such a long time. I think most people are like, look, the reality is that most users and the general consumers you talk about get excited when there's a new design, right? Most people mm-hmm. can just get by using whatever product they had for a long time. But when a new design comes around, it tends to spark like a little more excitement, no matter what. Even, even if you put the same specs in something, if you bring a new design and maybe tweak one more thing, a lot yeah. of people are going to be like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. I've got to have it. And so, and, and they've got a lot of colors, right? So, yeah. And so, to your I point, mean, I agree. I think this is going to be a pretty popular iPad. And, but, Four four ninety nine is. I I remember when I saw it, my brain thought maybe it was going to be three ninety nine, and four ninety nine. I was like, ooh, you know, like I'm like it's a mini, but it's an all new redesign mini. And then they are throwing the latest processor in it. You know, right? It's not like they're going with. They could have put in like, quite honestly, like an A thirteen or even an A fourteen from the past. And let's be honest, it also also probably would have been just fine. But I think they're also using this A fifteen Bionic, and whatever other processors come after that to kind of lay the foundation because one thing we didn't get into too much is like with the iPhone 13 pro, it can record pro res, right. Yep. 
at 4K, 30 frames per second, and it can be edited on device. Mm-hmm. Um, that also means if it's using an A15 Bionic, that same content can be edited on an iPad yeah. mini. And the and they're not using a like an antiquated ProRes at all. And this then kind of leads to these breadcrumbs. Well, damn, if the iPad mini is going to be able to edit ProRes video, uh, that would be a strong indication that future iPads, if not even current ones with the M1 and moving forward, devices like that tablet could edit video at that fidelity, mm-hmm. which then plants those seeds of maybe we'll finally get, not this year, maybe in a year or two, but finally get Final Cut Pro to edit on a tablet. I'm because I would love that. No, right. I mean, I'm just putting all the pieces together in my head. I'm like, oh, damn. Right. That's in the iPhone itself. And it's a full ProRes. You could take ProRes off of, uh, you know, literally like an Ari Alexa cam and throw it in here now. You know, they said it would be able to handle that. So, you know, again, this is really more specific to creators, but it still does eventually trickle down in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. But that iPad mini editing ProRes, I mean, it's a small screen, but the fact that it can do it, okay, this 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 shows us what is could be coming down the line. And I'm not, this is, I think this is like a valid, like extrapolation. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a very exciting product in my opinion. Um, you know, I see a lot of iPad minis being used in a lot of different uh, mm-hmm. scenarios in, out in the wild. You know, you, people use them, at coffee shops or whatnot. People use them for their own like square uh, merchant uh, devices. I see a lot of people using them as like drawing devices because it's just so small. It's great for like reading comics and stuff like that. It's like, you know, almost like a, a little larger than a Kindle, right? So it's it's a really good size that a lot of people are have been clamoring for a kind of refresh on. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a little disappointing that there's no face ID on these two iPads, like the iPad, Mm. uh mini and the ipad air um because like you would think by now like face id would be a standard on every device right like and they can integrate it look it definitely has space on that bezel for it (laughs) (laughs) probably um yeah i mean i i'm I'm gonna try out the size and see if it fits into my life but right now i've got the big boy m1 um the biggest and uh yeah, you know what? You know what would be funny if they had introduced a tiny little magic keyboard, so cramped, and you just like do do with two fingers pecking Someone, on it. Someone's got to. Someone, someone's got to do it. I mean, Logitech is going to do it. Logitech's got to do it. Did they say? Rich, I forgot. Rich. Did they say Logitech had a keyboard case for the mini or not? I feel like I, I, I don't know. Oh god, I, I did they? I can't remember my my brain. But like you um, know, somebody's going to make it because like I, I'm pretty sure. Bridge made one for the the old mm-hmm, minis, mm-hmm. and Logitech had one at some point for the mini, and it was, yeah. it was like this tiny little thing. It was like worse <laughs> than a net. It was worse than a netbook. Uh, oh, oh man, yeah. I haven't heard that word netbook for for a <laughs> long ass time. Netbook. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Dell had like all these different flavors of them. Oh my goodness. So um iPad mini, where are you at with it? Like Luke, like kind of, it sounds like you're kind of curious actually now. I'm very curious. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I totally agree. And I'm more than curious. I'm like, damn, I'm, that might, that might kind of lighten my load a little. I mean, again, this is, first of all, it's a luxury to even own a freaking M1 iPad pro and be like, oh, maybe I want an iPad mini, but it does definitely 
looked like it could fit somewhere um, in my life, even as a commuter. Or, I man, even the size I, I mean, hate on it, people for like using iPads for cameras. I wouldn't hate on someone using an iPad Mini for a camera. I was thinking that. I was thinking that because you know I, there are some like small monitors that are just a little smaller than uh, the iPad Mini, right? And this doesn't seem that stupid if you attach a rig to it or even a lens to it. You know, I've seen some people do that. I've seen people use it as kind of like a directing uh, display. And yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see how this device is used. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, the other thing is just like, is it just a bigger iPhone though? Like it does look like kind of a bigger iPhone. Well, you know what? To your point, you're right. But so was the iPad. I mean, that was the biggest criticism of the iPad. It's just a large, at the time, like iPhone or iPod touch. And look what happened. Like, I remember being at the first unveiling and even before um, the product came out, there were major criticisms like, who wants a larger iPhone? And then the response is, yeah, who wouldn't want a larger iPhone? So so I wrote an article uh, right when the iPad Air 4 Mm -hmm. uh, released. And I basically, my review, the crux of my review was that uh, the iPad mini is what's holding back all the iPads from going to say Mac OS, right? I know a lot of people have been clamoring and begging Apple, just put Mac OS on iPad because especially on iPad pro, because it's got the M1 chip, it's capable, got the same chipset. But if you think about how the i how ipad os needs to scale all the way down to these smaller screen sizes like do you really want mac os on this tiny little 8.3 inch display absolutely not and it was impossible to put mac os on a 7.9 inch display mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. old ipad i mean yeah it's a little larger but like i think the ipad mini is literally the 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 holdback to ipad os ever becoming mac os like i'm even like skeptical of like how well ipad os works and functions when it's like multi mm. uh multi app uh multitasking on the i on, on the mini just like and you might and you might not even use it because it's so small right it's there it's so but small, you might not even right? use it like i've tried it on like ipad 5 or whatever is this the ipad 6 technically right mm-hmm. ipad mini 6 mm-hmm. i've tried it on ipad the previous ipad mini and it is impossible to like hold like show like three apps, like one that's like the main app, one slide over, and then like multiple slide overs, like, or even like split view. You're, you're literally like, <laughs> like, I can't see that. I can't see that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think the iPad OS is still going to be iPad OS and people are going to complain about forever, but I just don't see that changing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, no matter how much we want that idea to happen, I think you, the, I didn't even, you know, Sorry, Ray, I don't read every article you put out there. Like, I, I don't, but I still Rude. love you. I still love you, but that's a great point. You know, what are they going to do? What Or what differentiation or name will they make? Oh, these iPad Pros can do it, right. but the iPad and iPad Mini cannot. And they're, they're not, they're not going to split the lineup. You know, they're yeah. not going to be like, oh yeah, iPad Air and everything below that, you know, runs iPad OS and then everything else gets like full-blown Mac OS. No, mm-hmm. sorry, Mac OS staying on Mac. It's literally in the name, Mac OS, right? <laughs> um, and that sucks, you know? I think people want Mac OS in the kind of uh, transforming kind of uh, form factor as the iPad with the Magic magic Keyboard, and we're not going to get it. And this new iPad mini coming out just further solidifies that mm. fact. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a great, great point. All right, so 
We're not going to talk about the entry-level iPad. It basically has a lot of features we've seen in other iPads. Comes in at a 329 price. Um, it's a solid entry, and quite honestly, it fits in some. But for most people, I don't... Dude, uh, don't I think that's it. a phenomenal deal. I, 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 I see people trashing it, and they're just like, this thing's old. It's got the Touch ID like on the front of the display. It's got the old design. Dude, none of that matters. 329 <laughs> and you throw it in a $100 Apple Pencil. Probably you get refurb for like 80 bucks or whatever. Dude. 429 apple pencil plus a larger display like this is like let this costs less than the original ipads did which mm-hmm, is 499 mm-hmm. and you're getting you know you're getting this bundle and you get to like do all these things with the the pencil i think that's an incredible value 329 is insane i might i might even buy one for my my parents you know well that, that i mean that's that's who you, that's definitely who you get it for i mean i i bought a entry-level ipad for my parents a long time like i'm not gonna buy them a pro they don't need an ipad they don't need a pro like they legit they just want to email and surf the web and watch some videos right exactly and if it does more than that awesome and to your point like this is a ipad that for someone like me and you who are using the pros we may not get excited about but everything that's in there for that price is kind of wicked it is wicked i mean i don't i don't know if there's I don't know if there's a better value from a tablet standpoint than that product no. right now today. Absolutely and Apple not. knows that too. And you know, they, they've been trying to make inroads in education and things have changed now with Chromebooks and everything. And I know they really hope that the entry level iPad would be that thing. And, and that's, it hasn't really taken off, but it's still, you know, who knows how that market evolves, but they're, they're trying to also keep it that low price just to get it in education as well. Yep. So it does a lot of things. All right. Let's talk about the Apple watch. Let's talk about the Apple watch. <laughs> you know, we're, let's, let's definitely talk about <laughs> the new design. <laughs> Dude. I have a, th- I have a, I have a theory on that that we'll talk about later, but okay, okay. Let's, before we talk about the actual Apple watch, you know, there's, there's been some conversation around like, all right, how much do we, how much do we believe leakers and yeah. how much yeah. hype do they generate for this? And how many, how many expectations do they set that, end up kind of really tainting what the general population, even reviewers and people in this space kind of expect and see, and maybe how it taints their opinion. Um, That's why I kind of like to do breakdowns like a day after I, the hot takes are fun, but in that moment, people say some stupid ass stuff. (laughs) Like, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like chill out for a second, right? They're so mad. They're so upset. I'm like, this was never an actual official fact. Right. And you're going to get mad about that. Like I can see you being a little disappointed, but people like, Oh, I'm, you know, I get the callers. It was really interesting during my live stream. You got some people that were like so excited about everything they saw. And they were like, this event was like a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. And the chat is like, what the hell are you smoking? And then you have people that are coming (laughs) in and saying, this was a zero. This was a two. Right. And it's fun to get all this different perspective. And I think part of that is a obviously which product that you're looking to upgrade, where you are in the upgrade cycle. But I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on, you know, as a journalist yourself and the leaks and you know, maybe kind of your take on them. And you know, I'll yeah. give my take too. Yeah, I mean, anytime we cover leaks, we always caveat and make sure that we are hedging quite a bit. Um, just because these are rumors. These are leaks. Like you just said, they're not official. It's not official until Apple makes it official. And if Apple doesn't make it official, well, it's just some chatter on the internet, right? And it's fucking, oops, fake news. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's always hard with leaks because you know you get a couple of leakers who build some credibility, um, and you know they get they're they're pretty accurate on a couple of leaks, and then you kind of like you know you believe in them. You you believe what their next leak is and that they source these things, that they vetted them, they they're reliable, right? And you know the more reliable their track record is, the more you believe in the leaker, right? But then you have this Apple Watch Series 7 where it was not just one, not just two, but three prominent the top uh, 3 arguably leakers. top credibility. We're talking leakers. about uh, we're talking about Mark Gurman, Ming-Chi Kuo, and John Prozer, right? Yes. These guys are going at it, leaking stuff all year round, nonstop for last year. And, you know, they've been pretty accurate. For yeah, they've been pretty dang, They've been pretty darn accurate. Right. And so, and like, all agreeing, too. Right. So, like, when a guy come, like John Prozer comes out and says, okay, look, boom, here's Apple Watch Series 7. Tim Cook's going to be so mad, <laughs> you know? New design, flat edges, blah, blah, blah. And then Mark Gurman's like, well, I heard the same thing. And Ming-Chi Kuo's like, well, I also heard the same thing, right? They're not corroborating each other's stories. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. reporting independently. But it's like, you know, you could piece it together and you're like, okay, well, that looks like it checks out, right? Um, then you start to build some real credibility and you're like, okay, maybe this rumor is right. How could three like prominent, uh, reliable leakers be wrong, right? And that was exactly the case yesterday, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone was expecting that flat edge design and boom, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, and, and they almost like rubbed it in a little bit more. They were I, like, it's smoother and more curvy or whatever, whatever they said. I felt, like, did you hear that? Part? I, I it? totally felt like, and I think deep down inside Apple enjoyed this one. Oh, like that, yeah. was, that was that well, was the one product where Jeff Williams was kind of smiling a little more like he's actually pretty dry. Yeah, he had big grin during the entire like, and I know you got to sell this and a little smug. Again, right? Yeah, little yeah, smug. right, right. Just just again, I don't know if we're over reading into this, yeah. but I felt it too. And it, it's like, oh, our Apple Watch. And look, people could have been disappointed. The going the mentality going into this is like, hey, new Apple Watch design better battery, probably no health sensors, whatnot. Okay. And when I saw it, I was like, oh damn, it it was a surprise, but I wasn't it was it was, I wasn't a, it, mad. was a, it was a little quiet middle finger to the, the leakers, right? Apple has been clamping down on leakers really yeah. hard this year. They've know? been trying they've to been, shut them down with letters. Trying to shut them down with cease and letters. desist, right? Yeah. Exactly. I said decease. I said decease. <laughs> cease and desist. Um, yeah, they want them dead too, probably. <laughs> and yeah, I mean the fact is none of this stuff really matters except for to nerds, all right? Exactly. Because most people are not reading about leaks. They're not they're not engrossed in these kind of daily weekly leaks as they happen and they so they're not disappointed because they never knew what the the, the leaks were were talking about in the, in the first place. So in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter to Apple's bottom line. People are going to buy the new Apple Watches um, based on whether they're compelling features and uh, yeah, I mean this year do you feel like the Apple Watch is a compelling uh, upsell from the previous year? Um, personally, no, but I'm the person who also bought a Series 4 and have never Same. upgraded since a Same. Series 4. So wearing it right now. Yeah, um, my battery before we did this podcast is <laughs> it's, it's dead because it always is. But um, no, I, it's so, okay, we both, this is really interesting, right? You We both have Series 4. So I'm curious yeah. because 
when I saw the design and I saw the features, I'm basically like, okay, the Apple Watch Series 7, the screen is a little bigger. Now, I've always yeah. upgraded when they did a, a, a larger screen. I haven't updated yet, right? They've only, they've only kind of upgraded once. Kind of from like the three to the four, basically, right? Mm, I think the three had the same like size displays no, no, as but the, the but, original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, but I'm saying yes, it had yeah, the same yeah. original, but then from three to four, yeah, right, right. That's right. when we got the large screen, and I was like, correct, oh, correct. You know, I was riding with the oh, I did have a series three. I think that's when they first brought LTE, but I, I did go for the bigger screen. So gotcha. okay, so with series seven, we're basically getting a slightly bigger screen. Slightly. I don't I'm really curious to see it because you know they're touting, hey guys, uh you got a QWERTY keyboard on your Apple Watch. Okay. I'm holding this. I'm holding this guy right now, and I'm looking at him like, flick, flick, flick. I don't. I don't care if you make a bigger. Like it's twenty percent. Am I really going to use the QWERTY keyboard? Am I going to use the swipe? Because I've. I really tried to commit to like, you know, um, the scribble, uh, yeah. idea, and I'm like, no, this this takes so long, and it's small. It's like I'm not going to do that. So that still doesn't make me decide to upgrade or not. Um, the battery life. 18 hours i was like damn that's disappointing i was hope i after all these years i'd hope and i know this thing does so many things i just wish that it had enough battery juice where if i don't plug it in overnight i can at least get through like the middle of the day instead of it dying within like an hour or two in the morning so that's that and then overall the faster charging does help but again i still don't want it i'd still like to not charge it like or have to every morning so i'm looking at the series four for myself and i'm like hmm if I was a general consumer, yeah. definitely if I have the five or six, this seven is not compelling for me. There's no new health sensor. There's no new right. major health metric that it measures. It's using the same chip as last year. Same exact processor. So mm-hmm. if I'm four, five, and six as a consumer, I'm not upgrading. But <laughs> as a tech reviewer who's held out for three years now and has purchased one of the newer screen, I'm definitely leaning towards upgrading because of that. But it's it doesn't feel that like a compelling upgrade for me. I don't know about you. Where are you at? Yeah, I've always felt like, you know, a larger screen isn't going to be very beneficial to me on my wrist. Um, I don't think I've ever pined for mm-hmm. the ability to do more or see more on this little screen. Like it's on my wrist. It's a thing that I kind of look at for like a second and then put down, you know, like I don't really want to like do computing stuff on there. I don't want to be pecking and typing and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't want to be like pulling, pushing this little dial digital crown. To be, like, I rarely touch the dial, emails. right? I rarely touch the dial already. Like I, I want to get in. I want to get out. Like even this like app screen, like I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, every single time I have to like swipe at it just to find the app. I'm like, you know what? This is not even worth it. I just go to my phone, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I don't know if that little jump in screen size is, is going to make any kind of major difference. I have a hunch it won't, um, but you know they need some kind of selling point, and maybe the health sensors are coming next year. There are rumors that it's supposed to come next year. Maybe maybe next year is when we get a redesign. Maybe these leaks, you know, were originally expected for next year and not this year. Um, but either way, I tweeted something out yesterday. I'm like, either somebody's getting fired or like these were like planted leaks and apple just wanted to find those people who are like leaking out the fake schematics and shut them down you know okay how about this this is so remember i said i had kind of like a theory behind this or an idea so i'm not saying this is necessarily what happened but and you're right you know apple's been trying to crack down on these leaks 
look, if we see the design of the flat body, flat edges, rounded corners, and it comes to the series eight, okay, yep. maybe they were ahead, but what about this? All right. We had obviously COVID and pandemic was a big deal. Uh-huh. The fact that all three leakers were aligned and they don't like check with each other. They have their own different sources that they're, that they're right. doing. I mean, I, these guys don't talk to each other. They just don't. I mean, what they hate if, each other. yeah, oh, I don't mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I, mean, I don't know if they hate. I don't know if they hate, I mean, but they're, how about this? Okay. They're competitive. They're competitive. They're, competitive. they're, they're, competitive. they're co- yeah. There's a, there's a little tension because of the competitive yeah, nature. How about that? Let's just say that. Right. Um, but what if, right. We've heard all these things about, Oh, there were a bunch of reports. Like there's delays at the factory. The design doesn't work. The new screen lamination technique. Could it just be that at a certain point in time, Apple pivoted and went to their backup plan. And the reason why I add that is because, Look, if this is the Apple Watch that they had planned to put out and they had a year to put it out, and even knowing that there's a chip shortage um, worldwide, right? There, The date on this is not like coming in a month or two months. It says fall. So there's not even an yeah. actual date that's right. designated to it. And so we could be, arguably, we'll see what happens. I'm just throwing this idea out. We could see this Apple Watch come out in December. We've seen Apple say this before, like coming out in fall and it comes out like at the last possible moment fall which would be maybe a three-month target later than when we normally use usually see an apple watch and i again i do need to factor in pandemic and all those issues but they were still able to get the iphone out so something inside of me because of all these top three guys aligned right because that the iphone or apple watch doesn't have an actual release date sometime in fall i i feel like they might have pivoted and it's not and because the Look at like what they delivered on the Apple Watch Series Seven. It from a year to year generation. I'm not expecting big, amazing things. It is a it is a little underwhelming. What if they just what if they had to pivot because of these um, manufacturing issues? It, I'm just saying it. It's a possibility. I think it's a very high possibility. I mean, Apple's not stupid. They have backup plans, mm-hmm. right? And. I feel like a couple of times in the last couple of years where leakers have, you know, trash spoiled plans, um, we didn't get certain features, right? Like there was the iPhone six with the Sapphire display or Sapphire glass screen cover and the yield rates were just not good on that. And Apple decided to cancel it and just maybe go with their backup plan, which maybe wasn't what they originally wanted, but good enough. Right. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had two Two, two designs that they want to put into mass production. And uh, yeah, they did, did come some kind of like last minute switcheroo. Um, and it also helps to be a middle finger to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, yeah. I mean, I really kind of, again, I'm not trying to start conspiracy theories, but I think right. there's enough, there's enough breadcrumbs where you could put there's that enough together. of a smug smile right. on Jeff Williams' <laughs> face where, where, where the camera pants on him. He's just like, he's off camera and he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like so, in your face, John Fraser, <laughs> Mark Garman, Ming Chi Kuo. I mean, so, I also, I, 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 I always think that these are very highly controlled leaks um, just to kind of temper expectations a little bit. Hmm. Um, like the other day, the other week, John Prozer had that big iPhone 14 leak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Ming Chi Kuo has been talking about some of these features for, for months now. Yeah, He's actually yeah. been talking about, and if you go back and you look at it, like actually the next year's model is always like leaked right around yes, the launch yes, of yes. an announcement of the new iPhones. And so like the timing is always 
suspect for me. And so I almost feel like these are very controlled leaks to either misdirect people so that they're not let down when, you know, they announce uh, a product that is maybe not as exciting, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it could be either 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 theories, to be honest. How, how do you like my theory, though? I don't think anyone's thrown it out yet, but how do you like my theory? Honestly, if it's bad, it's you can say it's bad. I mean, it's a very rational Thank theory. you. See, okay. It's, gra- it's grounded in some general yeah. evidence, just not some made-up BS. See, you know, we're, we're going to talk... One other thing to mention about the leakers or even like how we present the leaked information, because it does set expectations. Yeah. I'm completely against the people that there's i mean there's a large amount and it sure it helps with the clicks that treat the leaks like they're facts like they'll never say this is they just talk like you know i'll say leaks right and then in my video i'll say none of this is official this doesn't but there's people that treat it like it's it's like the truth it is the fact and it's and that i think that also is misleading people come at me that haven't seen maybe they stumble across my video and they're like oh you're like all those leakers. I'm like, if you watch every video, I literally put out the disclaimer every time. Like, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, we like I said earlier, I always make sure that our coverage on leaks is like we hedge very strongly, mm-hmm. um, and we make sure that we're reporting this not as fact, but we're reporting this as speculation, um, because that that is exactly what it is. You know, it's speculation. Um, it is fun though. I mean, you know. <laughs> Do you I think mean, it's fun? Do you, okay, how about this? As a reporter, maybe not fun, but yeah. let's say as like a fan who's in this culture. Yeah. I think it's, I, I mean, I think it can be fun. It, it, I feel bad actually for the people who are working hard to kind of keep this stuff secret. Because, you know, when you work in some of these industries, let's say well, like the video well, game industry, they, we, should be blaming the pe- we should be blaming the people who are leaking it out. I well, mean, all who it are takes, sharing the information. Ray, all it takes is one bad apple. apple. <laughs> bad apple. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, people I mean, are like, I'm there, done the, with this the, the fact is, the fact is, there are too, so many people who are working on so on, many, on so this, many, and so many like uh, avenues for it to leak out. You know, carriers, supply chain, and we all have cameras in our pocket, high quality so, cameras. Exactly. In our pocket. I mean, whose fault is that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apple, Apple just, can only next, blame next, themselves. Next, year, next year's leak is going to come out in a video with shot with. Uh, cinem- cinematic. cinematic <laughs> it'll 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 start with like the iPhone 13 Pro, <laughs> and, and then the 14 will be the in the 14. background. Yeah, that'll that'd be amazing. Whoever has the balls to do that, uh, <laughs> I celebrate you. <laughs> okay, so that'd, that'd be so insane. <laughs> so this event, um, I'd love to hear for you. I I asked all the viewers, you know, from your perspective. What would you rate this event um, factoring in whether it's the announcements or even your own personal like expectations and, you know, upgrade mm-hmm. cycle? What would you rate this event scale of one to 10 and, and why? A scale of one to 10? Mm, maybe like a 7.8 or eight, mm. seven and a half to slash eight. Let's say seven and a half slash eight. Um, no, I mean, I think it was a, I mean, I'm definitely very excited for the products, you know, the iPhones 13 Pros especially. I liked that uh, we didn't quite get the mm. Apple Watch Series 7 leak because, you know, I'm 
very not into the league culture as much as it's fun to kind of know what's coming. I, I kind of really miss that element of surprise. Agree. Agree. Um, and to have that kind of bubble burst a little bit, it's just like, that was kind of really exciting. Like I'm not even really, I'm truly not disappointed that we didn't, we didn't get that flat <laughs> Apple watch. series. It, it it's honestly like, doesn't bother me. It was like, Oh man, it does oh, well, whatever. Me. I'm like, Oh um, well. Boop. And the surprise of the uh, iPad mini, I don't, was not expecting that not prepared for that um and so yeah i mean i think it had a little bit of everything i feel like you know tim cook really didn't really have much to say <laughs> uh, at this event also question like where the hell was craig like isn't he usually at like the iphone event i don't know no you know what i feel like he's at more like the software and the mac events because he talks about like the hardware okay. and stuff so i think we'll uh we expect to see him in October again. Expect. I mean, for sure, for sure, you know, you know, for the Mac stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say it is well put, um, and I, I was relatively excited. I mean, yesterday maybe I was a little more excited just because I was like so busy trolling the Apple <laughs> event hashtag. Uh, yesterday I was just like busy pre gaming and kind of like just like saying funny stuff instead of like kind of like being too serious about it. Um, I was like, Hey, look, I went to Popeye's and bought a Michelin star lunch. <laughs> Chicken hashtag snack. Apple event. You're just like, yeah. Hashtag I was just, I was random just, crap. I hashtag just, Apple well, event. Exactly. I was doing, <laughs> you, writing random stuff for the hash, hashtag Apple event. Felt and cute. Felt cute. Might delete Apple hashtag I mean, Apple event. Yesterday after the event, I tweeted, <laughs> I was, I was like, Hey, look, I'm going to call my mom and see what hot takes she got. And like, it had like 300 something likes on it. Like, I don't know. It was a fun event, man. I thought it was really fun. No, I, I would give it a I would give it a solid seven. I mean, you know, I jokingly call it for the general consumer, it is the iPhone 12 and a half S, but I think the camera system is super special. Like it may not, it may, it may feel iterative, but I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Even even just the seamless way that you just have you don't have to do anything to get into macro mode. That is so yeah. understated, right? Like, oh, you're in macro mode. Dude, right. come on. Like, that's one of those things where when the first triple lens camera system came out of 11 Pro, I was not expecting to like that phone. Quite honestly, I went into it like, uh, it's just another phone upgrade and it had better battery life. And I feel like this 13 Pro, as now I've seen it, reminds me a lot of the 11 Pro, better battery life uh -huh. and great camera. If right. you're the type of user that's going to take advantage of that camera. Totally. I got one question for you. Yeah colors we didn't talk about the colors which i really Ooh, wanted to talk oh. about what do you think about the colors let's start with the mini and the the regular 13 what do you think about those colors well i like don't there's, assume, a, there's yeah. a new like starlight pink or whatever yeah and so i don't a new blue <laughs> as well and the other ones i really don't care about because it's just black and bro 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 you don't honestly red. the ipad mini purple is fire i mean <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm on team purple all the way and i saw that i was like damn like I wish they brought that purple to the pro line. It pisses me off because I want it like all matchy matchy. I mean, the iMac, <laughs> Damn. Uh, the M1 iMac that I reviewed, they let us request which color. I chose purple and it looks damn good. So I love, I love the purple. I do, not that I associate colors with gender, but I do feel like the iPad mini color uh, palette is like, there's kind of like a, a, a pink, a purple, kind of mm -hmm. like a, is there like a softer maroonish in there? I feel like, um, I can't remember, but it's, it's definitely mm -hmm. like the magentas and purple pink tones with like a silver and black. Um, quite honestly, the I was a little disappointed in the iPhone 13 Pro colors where if you took a photo of the 12 Pro lineup 
and the 13 pro lineup, it looked like you just increased the brightness. Yeah. It's, so they could have, right. It's so weird how color there's color psychology. There's literally color psychology. Yeah. Couldn't we have gotten a cooler, like maybe a forest green or a copper? Yeah. Just yeah. something different. They went I'm, with Sierra. Sierra blue. blue. Yeah. Yo, I'm not, come on, man. I don't, I don't think I'm about that color. Like I got no. the Pacific blue right now, which I think is a dope color every single time. Like I, I don't have a case on it. So like, you know, yeah. Sometimes it looks black. Sometimes it looks kind of like this, like graphite, but sometimes yeah, it looks yeah. like this blue. And when you hit the light on it differently, it, it becomes this really nice, vibrant blue. Yeah. And this is like the first time I think I've ever picked an iPhone with like a real color. Usually I go with like black. I'm always um, graphite. Yeah, exactly. And I think if I get any iPhone and that's if I'm going to have to go back to like black, Me you too. know, like, Me too. Um, yeah, I wish they picked a, a much more like vibrant color, man. Just a color. I to do this really a blue. I, I looked at the blue and it looks like it's kind of like a, okay. Obviously, it's a little lighter. And then when you turn in the light, it kind of gets some gray hues in it. You know, kind of yeah. that iridescence, kind of like what you're talking about. How oh, it, it changes in the light to like a little darker, intenser blue. This one just has like a a gray tinge to it. I, I was like, just more muted, right? Yeah. Just, I'm I'm sorry. I know I we're mean, complaining about colors right now, but most that's people, not, the fact that's is. Not most people are going to put a case on it, but like, True. you know, but still, just still like it's, there's no, there was no imagination there. How about that? Like even a classy copper, even though Samsung has kind of brought it to the table, which people really like the kind of that, that brownish yeah. copper, it yeah. would have looked badass. Would have looked So good. they didn't, I'm just saying, and it was funny. I remember in the keynote when Greg Joswiak was talking about, we created a whole new process <laughs> for this era blue. <laughs> He didn't believe he didn't believe it was a specific impression, man. <laughs> he, you know, because he well, he says with the the new iPhone 13 Pro has a new it's kind of like a little nasally like oh no no no. So, anyways, <laughs> I wish you guys could see him, Brian, doing this impression. <laughs> Apple's gonna just never want me to do podcasts with them because of my horrible impressions. Um, but, <laughs> Or actually, they will like actually invite Greg on your show. I would love that. Actually, I like Greg. Like, I think Greg's dope. Dude, I love that impression of you. It was spot on. Yeah, Don't you yeah. ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can send the Apple Gestapo on you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> color imagination to have the pro line, which is their signature line. I expected more. Yeah. A little bit. The colors are a little disappointing. I was even hoping for like a deeper, more matte black. Ooh, like not yeah. some like graphite kind of like, color. You know what? Here's the thing. It's like every a company, pure black, man. Every company copies every company. Guess what? No one's going to like the Samsung, the S21 Ultra Phantom Black. That thing is sick. I don't know. It is very thing, dark. <laughs> it is sick. Quite honestly, that's one of my favorite phones. I still love the Periscope 10X lens, uh, optical zoom. It's it's nice. Like the day that the <laughs> iPhone gets a Periscope lens, I'll be so happy. For a second there, I just thought about all the memes that I've seen with the the 100X Zoom, where people have like put like a meme as soon as they zoom into the 100X, they're like, they put a meme in there. They're like, oh, look, I just saw that in the moon. (laughs) It's so dumb. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stick on, I'm not going to wear, I think we talked the color, but I was not happy with the color on the pro. Okay. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Cause like, that's what I, that's my impression too, that. They were a little toned down this year, kind of muted. Um, and I would would have loved for something a little bit more vibrant. Um, like, man, an orange iPhone would have been so, Ooh, yeah. so sick. Yeah, just shake it up. Just shake it up. Because 
they're going to sell millions of these. And at the same time, maybe it shows that they're resistant to, look, we know that they've kind of, even, even actually the regular iPhone 13, the last year's colors were a little, felt like at least a little more fun than this year's. I mean, there's no purple. It's just blue, <clears throat> green, yeah. red, silver, or starlight. Starlight is kind of this, almost looks like a sand color, like a mix of like, yeah. maybe it's like, a, it almost feels like a gold, silver, pink mix, like, but just really super muted. Just <clears throat> nothing that, I, and it was like, how many times are I going to say starlight in this presentation before I throw up? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, that's not not the color for me, man. I don't think it's a color for a lot. It's like, what is this starlight? It's not even gold. What is it? It's it's like sand. It's like metallic sand. I don't know what it is. So, yeah. it's a vanilla. Yeah. Hey, uh, iPhone 14 Pro, do us right. Let's get let's get some banging colors. Let's have some fun. Let's <laughs> let's take what we learned from the IMAX and find out which yes. were the most yes. popular colors and bring them. I would love the the, I would love the iMac colors oh, hell on yeah. all iPhones. The dark, the dark so one, far. the dark side, right? Yes, the dark, the dark yes. side, the back side. That's that what I'm been, saying. That would that would have been so fire. Just what? Like, where is the like? I'm. It's right there. They have the materials. They have the colors. Come on, Apple. Anyways. Supply chain, maybe, man. Supply I know. Chain. I know. True. Again, you know, they did this all. This is kind of I feel more than anything like a year <laughs> where maybe we see the effects of the pandemic and how it affected how much stuff they were able to put in. But I will say this, Ray, I think this bodes well for next year, as long as pandemic kind of figures itself out, because, you know, typically we've seen historically when you kind of get a, and I'm not saying this is a slower year, but I do feel like this is a slower year that next year can take a really big bump. And I've got to imagine, I'm not even thinking about the leakers. If I never even saw these leaks of whatever, I would still feel the same exact way. Um, to me, this year was really going to be the year of the Mac, the year of the MacBook Pro, and yeah. all indications is that it still will be. And next Very year, hyped for that, very right, hyped for right, that. like super hyped. You know, I've heard some things that I don't report on, and because I'm not going to, but I'm excited. I'm like, damn, damn excited. So we'll see what happens. You know, um, yep. but yeah, I feel like this is that year, and next year we'll get some money. What's up? Just awesome. Yeah. There was no AirPods 3 at this event. There Everyone were was not. expecting AirPods yes. 3. It was a no-show. We got the Mini instead. I mean, I think that's a fair trade. I'd rather that's, see... Right? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd rather see the Mini three, Mini 6 or whatever it is, the new iPad <laughs> Mini. They have all yeah. these different names. See, see, there were a couple of things that the leakers didn't get right. So I thought that element of surprise, that kind of, aha, laugh think, at you. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think it is important to have that element of surprise. And yeah, I don't know if that's going to be there for the, the Mac event, but I think what, what's going to really impress us is, you know, we talked about a lot, the M one chip for a first generation chip from Apple. Yeah. Was so impressive. Was it surprised people. People didn't believe the performance until they actually got it, use it in a more, you know, day-to-day actual use, whether it's how long the battery lasted, whether how quiet your product was or how fast it rendered a video and twice the speed of my fully loaded freaking 16 inch, MacBook Pro that I still put in the freezer when it gets hot, just so it cools yeah. down, and then I can render out my video. Um, I think they're gonna flex hard with this new whatever it is M1X or M2 chip. This is gonna be their time to flex, flex. So I'm looking For sure. forward to it. But I also think it's gonna be very expensive. <laughs> like, like more. Uh, are you thinking that an entry level 
16 inch MacBook Pro would start higher than 1999, more like a 2499. Oh, I think it's going to be like, yeah, at least. I mean, I think the 14 inch, which is rumored, is going to be at, at least like, you know, 17, 1800. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's that good price, stuff is coming, if it's that price, if they can deliver on specs that deem it worthy, although uh, people will be, you know, that you're catering to a pro audience, they'll put down the cheddar if it, if that price matches what they're getting, meaning something that we arguably sounds so hyperbole may not have seen before yet from a computer, at least from an Apple computer. Oh yeah. I'm getting ready to sell everything I own to, to, to fund this. <laughs> Honestly, the problem is I, I really wanted to sell my 16 inch Intel MacBook pro a long time ago, but I just can't cause it's my only computer and I'm not going to like buy a computer. Me too. I mean, I'm rational. I just don't, you know, I, I know, I, I, I know that tech YouTube's kind of sometimes just, you know, they upgrade everything every year. That's just not realistic. I don't want to think that way. Like I yeah. can upgrade every year. I think it totally changes how you look at these products when you know you're going to upgrade every year, no matter what, like what's, what's the point then, right? Everything's great. It's the best version we've ever had. You're right. I, I'm going to buy it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. You know, what's, what's, what's new. There's nothing original there. So I'm not hating on my uh, contemporaries. I'm just saying like, it's a, it's a mentality that changes kind of how you look at these things. It's your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, all right, Ray, um, let the good people at home know where they can find your work. You know, it's everywhere, but let them know. I mean, it's always so fun to talk to you. And it's like, I, I feel like you gave this event a seven and a half or because we just talked about the colors, did it lower it? Did it did it drop it a little for you? Are you at seven? Because I'm kind I, of I at think, a seven. I think that was like a seven and a half. That would have been yeah. like lowered. It. I was like seven and a half, eight. Yeah. And, and yeah, maybe a seven and a half. I'll give it a yeah. seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was solid. And as people get rid of the hot takes and the rumors in their in the front of their minds, I think they're going to really see that this camera looks kind of freaking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to test this camera. <laughs> I mean... I, I, that's the one feature I'm always like amped for. And this year I'm like even more excited for it mm -hmm. uh, just because it's like photo and video, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. and it looks like real big leaps, especially with the ultra wide, um, you know, better image quality, um, night modes on all three cameras for the pros. I'm pro res is insane, which I heard a little thing, yeah. um, which those files are going to be massive. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I've actually, um, ask questions. Do I have to. So the number six. I mean, what? <laughs> it's, I guess it's, we have, it's, it's, it's we have to hold on. Yeah, we'll, we have to actually, I think we have to talk about that later. Like, I think we have to, we have to share that a little later. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, look, look, look for Brian's review and look for my review on input. There's, how about this? There's a reason why there is a note that, ProRes at 10 uh, ProRes files or sorry, the ProRes feature is not available as it was it at the 4K it's, three it's, frames per yeah, second it, on the 128 gig storage model. Yes. Yes. It's limited to 1080p 30. Yeah. Because uh, it it it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Th those files are just so enormous. I mean, if you know anything about ProRes, you'll know those files are already pretty massive. But the leap from a, say, regular uh, 4K 10-bit HDR file uh, that's not ProRes to ProRes is quite massive. 
It's like big. really massive. It's yeah. big. It's cool. I asked the same exact question. So, um, <laughs> okay, my man, um, I didn't let you tell people where they can find your work. So give them the deets. Yeah. You can find it on inputmag.com and, uh, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at, uh, Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. All right, bro. It was fun talking. We'll have you back. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, you know, you know how we do it. So um, thanks again. Dude, I, I got to come back for the max. You know, I'm going to be let's so do it. Let's do it. it. Yeah, let's do it. We'll make an actual video version that time. Ooh, okay. We were okay. supposed to do a video version, uh, but, you know, Brian's busy today. <laughs> today? <laughs> he's br- the he's whole for- week. He's going to be busy until the end of 2021. <laughs> True. Hey, I'm not complaining. It's all I good. Mean, so Yeah, it's all good. All right, Ray. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. All right. Later. So there it is, our takes on the whole Apple event. I would love to hear what you all at home are thinking. You know, where are you at this? It always comes down to where you are in the upgrade cycle, what product you already have, what it means to you, what feature it means to you, how you use these things. I do feel, though, like the majority of listeners here and people kind of that follow my content are probably a little let down. But like, again, that sliver of people that really want the ultimate creative tool They're super happy about everything that we have seen and heard. So can't wait to hear from you all. You know what? When you call in, give me your rating scale of one to 10 and tell me why. And we'll go from there. It'll be all good. Send in your voicemails to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with AZ. And we also have to thank our platinum apples at the $100 level for supporting my content. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. And thank you to everyone who continues to allow me to keep on doing this, uh, I'm nothing but blessed and amazed by you all. And thank you so much. So that's going to do it for this week. Woo! You know, this we got reviews coming up, so there will be podcasts about that. We've got the new MacBook Pros coming out. I mean, the next two months is going to be busy, but that's what we love. All right, take care, everybody. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.